0: Hi everyone, I'm Dave. And I'm Marvin. It's day 172, and this is God's Big Story.
1: It's a story.
2: It's
1: big. Never boring. No way. For his glory.
2: Always. It's God's
1: Big Story.
2: God's Big Story.
0: So welcome back everyone, it's Tuesday, and yes, we are inching closer and closer to the end of our time in the Old Testament.
1: (gasps) Hi, everyone.
0: Nobody knows what he's gonna ask now. It's Marvin, the friendly, curious cow. Okay, so Marvin, yeah, you seem a bit out of breath. What have you been up to?
1: Oh, yeah, Dave. You know, some of the other calves and I were playing king of the haystack against some of the sheep. Okay, I see. That sounds fun. Oh, it is, Dave. So you have to try and stay on top of the haystack and then the stupid old sheep try and knock you off. It's really fun. But, yeah, you have to watch those sneaky old sheep really carefully, Dave. You know, especially the little ones with horns. Or, before you know it, you've got a sheep's horn right up your pedoodler. Let me tell you, Dave, there's no hanging around on top of a haystack when there's a sheep's horn up your pedoodler.
0: No, I suppose not. But, Marvin, I'm glad you made it. And today, well, we'll hear how Nehemiah and the Jews also had to keep a close eye on what was happening around them as they got going rebuilding the walls of Jerusalem. Oh, okay. Yeah, so who's reading that for us today? Well, today we're back to our friend Johnny.
2: Oh, hi Johnny. Hi there. Today's reading comes from Nehemiah 4. Sanballat heard that we were rebuilding the wall, so he became very angry and upset. He made fun of the Jews. He spoke to his friends in the army of Samaria. He said, what are those Jews trying to do? Can they make their city wall like new again? Will they offer sacrifices? Can they finish everything in a single day? The stones from their city wall and buildings are piled up like trash and everything has been badly burned. Can they use those stones to rebuild everything again? Tobiah from Ammon was at Sanballat's side. He said, What are they building? They're putting up a stone wall. But suppose a fox climbs on top of it. Even that will break it down. I prayed to God. I said, Our God, please listen to our prayer. Some people hate us. They are saying bad things about us. So let others say bad things about them. Let them be carried off like stolen goods. Let them be taken to another country as prisoners. Don't hide your eyes from their guilt. Don't forgive their sins. They have said bad things about the builders. So we rebuilt the wall. We repaired it until all of it was half as high as we wanted it to be. The people worked with all their heart. But Sanballat and Tobiah heard that Jerusalem's walls continued to be repaired. The Arabs, the Ammonites and the people of Ashdod heard about it too. They heard that the gaps in the wall were being filled in, so they were very angry. All of them made evil plans to come and fight against Jerusalem. They wanted to stir up trouble against it. But we prayed to our God. We put guards on duty day and night to watch out for danger. During that time the people of Judah spoke up. They said, the workers are getting weaker and weaker all the time. Broken stones are piled up everywhere. They are in our way, so we can't rebuild the wall. And our enemies said, we will be right there among them. We'll kill them. We'll put an end to their work. We'll do it before they even know it or see us. Then the Jews who live near our enemies came to us. They told us ten times, no matter where you are, they'll attack us. So I stationed some people behind the lowest parts of the wall. That's where our enemies could easily attack us. I stationed the people family by family. They had their swords, spears and bows with them. I looked things over. Then I stood up and spoke to the nobles, the officials and the rest of the people. I said, Don't be afraid of your enemies. Remember the Lord. He is great and powerful. So fight for your families. Fight for your sons and daughters fight for your wives and homes our enemies heard that we knew what they were trying to do they heard that God had blocked their evil plans so all of us returned to the wall each of us did our own work from that day on half of my men did the work the other half were given spears shields bows and armor the officers stationed themselves behind all the people of Judah the people continued to build the wall The people who carried supplies did their work with one hand. They held a weapon in the other hand. Each of the builders wore his sword at his side as he worked. But the man who blew the trumpet stayed with me. Then I spoke to the nobles, the officials and the rest of the people. I said, this is a big job. It covers a lot of territory. We're separated too far from one another along the wall. When you hear the sound of the trumpet, join us at that location. Our God will fight for us. So we continued the work. Half of the men held spears. We worked from the first light of sunrise until the stars came out at night. At that time I also spoke to the people. I told them, Have every man and his helper stay inside Jerusalem at night. Then they can guard us at night. And they can work during the day. My relatives and I didn't take off our clothes. My men and the guards didn't take theirs off either. Each man kept his weapon with him, even when he went to get water. Thanks, Johnny.
1: Oh, wow, Dave. Now they're not just making fun of the Jews, they're going to try to kill them, huh?
0: Yeah, things got a lot more serious. And so what does Nehemiah do? Well, he does two things. Firstly, and most importantly, he goes to God. He prays and asks God to help him. And then secondly, well, he gets on with doing what he can do to make sure the Jews are safe. He posts guards. He has the people carry weapons. He makes sure that the places that would be easiest to attack are well defended. Okay, yeah, that yeah, makes sense. You see, someone might look at that and say, oh, did Nehemiah not trust God to protect them from their enemies? But of course he did. But God has given us brains and he's given us wisdom. And those are gifts. And he expects us to use both. Saying that would be like saying, oh, I'm sick, but I'm not going to the doctor. I'm just going to pray and trust God. Well, yes, do pray and trust God, but God has blessed you with doctors and medicine and hospitals and nurses that are there to help you. I mean, imagine if you did that and you died and you got to heaven and said, God, I prayed, how come you didn't help me out? Well, God might say, what are you talking about? I sent you doctors and nurses and there was medicine waiting for you that would have made you better, but you wouldn't go and talk to them.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, you'd feel pretty silly, huh, Dave?
0: Yeah, I think so. Boys and girls, we pray and trust God. That comes before everything else. But it doesn't mean we're not careful. It doesn't mean we can be foolish and just expect God to save us from the consequences. We still wear seatbelts when we drive. We have fire extinguishers in our buildings. And if we're working with toxic materials, we wear masks. And if you know me, you know I learned that the hard way. Stay away from lead-based paint, kids.
1: Okay, so we pray and we trust. But yeah, we do our part too.
0: That's right, God can do anything. He can save us from anything. But you know, in just a couple of weeks, we'll be reading how the devil told Jesus to jump off a high building and to trust that God would save him. But do you know what Jesus replied? He said, do not put the Lord your God to the test. We need to be wise, just like Jesus was, although we'll never be as wise as him, and just like Nehemiah was, using the wisdom that God has given us to do our best. And after that, we trust God to sort things out the way that he wants to.
1: Okay, gotcha,
0: Dave. So today, boys and girls, ask God to give you the wisdom you need to make good decisions each day. And thank him that we can trust him completely to care for us and to guide us when we do a great job like Nehemiah did, but also when we mess up a bit too. Okay. And, well, I think that'll do it for today, Marvin. So we'll say goodbye and we'll be back tomorrow with Benjamin.
1: Okay. yeah, great. Well, bye, everyone. We'll see you tomorrow.
0: Goodbye. We'll see you soon.